From the halls of Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio, welcome to the inaugural episode of About Mansfield, and Happy New Year to you. I'm Steve Casillo, coming to you a day late because of New Year's Day, but I'm glad that you're here. Coming up on the show today, news, weather, and sports. I will talk in studio with former News Mirror newspaper reporter Nicholas Sacalaris, the Mansfield events calendar, and we will conclude today with your chance to win a $25 gift card to Stevens Garden and Grill with the trivia question of the week. Let's take a look at the headlines that uh, we're covering today. The race for a new mayor in Mansfield has begun. Mansfield ISD has a new superintendent. Some new laws went into effect in Texas on January 1st. We will take a look at some of the new ones that may affect you. And what are the best and worst Christmas songs of all time? We will give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Your weekly weather forecast and local sports are just ahead. The news starts in 30 seconds. This is About Mansfield. Meet Keith, loving dad, board game champ, bus driving pro. I drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000-pound bus. It's, it's our roads. roads. It's, it's our safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Welcome back to About Mansfield. With Mayor David Cook seeking a seat in the Texas State Senate, the race to fill his mayoral seat has begun. The Reverend Dr. Michael Evans of Bethlehem Baptist Church was the first to announce their candidacy. It is unknown at this time whether there will be a special election or wait until the primary election in May. Details on when the election, as well as the deadline to file for candidacy, will be determined at the January 13th City Council meeting. The Mansfield ISD School Board unanimously voted in December to approve Dr. Kimberly Cantu as the district's next superintendent, filling the seat of retired superintendent Dr. Jim Vazasquez. Dr. Cantu was named the lone finalist in November 2019. According to state law, the school board had to wait 21 days before offering her a contract. The MISD Board of Trustees approved her hiring and contract at the December 17th school board meeting, making Dr. Cantu the second female superintendent in the district's history. Dr. Cantu most recently served as the district's deputy superintendent and has worked in public education for 27 years. A number of state laws were passed on a wide range of topics. With the new year, we face new requirements around sexual harassment, property taxes, bingo, and many more. Senate Bill 212 requires employees of public, private, and independent higher education institutions to report allegations of sexual harassment, sexual assault, dating violence, or stalking against a student or employee to the institution's Title IX coordinator. The law will also make it a Class B misdemeanor when an employee who is required to make such a report fails to do so. House Bill 492 will allow a temporary property tax exemption for a portion of the appraised value of certain property that was damaged by a governor-declared disaster area. The tax exemption is effective if a local governing body chooses to adopt it within 60 days of the governor's disaster declaration. 
House Bill 4390 amends the Business and Commerce Code by setting a deadline for when a person who conducts business in Texas or who owns or licenses computerized data with sensitive personal information has to notify individuals of a security breach. The person conducting business will have up to 60 days after the breach to report it. House Bill 914 amends the Bingo Enabling Act by eliminating the 5% prize fees for non-cash prizes that are valued at more than $5. The bill will also require licensed authorized organizations that conduct bingo to collect the 5% fee on cash prizes and pay 50% of the fees collected to the Texas Commission lottery on a quarterly basis. Counties and cities can opt in to receive prize fees as well. And finally, Senate Bill 1264 is designed to help end surprise medical bills. Portions of the bill are already in effect, but the rest kicked in on January 1st. It will require that a health maintenance organization pay for emergency care performed by non-network physicians or providers in an amount that the organization determines is reasonable for the emergency care. The bill also mandates that the non-network physician or provider cannot bill the patient and that the patient has no financial responsibility for any amount greater than the patient's responsibility under his or her health care plan. That includes any applicable co-payment, co-insurance, or deductible. In this week's unscientific poll recently conducted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio, participants weighed in on their favorite and their least favorite Christmas songs of all time, resulting in the worst being Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, a novelty song recorded by Elmo and Patsy, written by Randy Brooks in 1979, and the best Christmas song of all time, Oh Holy Night. The music was composed by Adolf Adam in 1847 to the French poem Minuit Christiens, written by wine merchant and poet Placid Capot. Eight years later, in 1855, Minister John Sullivan Dwight translated the song into the English lyrics that we sing today. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer and Oh Holy Night, the worst and the favorite Christmas songs of all time. This week is the National Day of... On Thursday, January 2nd, the National Day of Run It Up the Flag and See If Anyone Salutes Day. Friday, January 3rd, National Day of Humiliation. Saturday the 4th, National Spaghetti Day. Sunday, January 5th, the National Day of the Bird. Monday, January 6th, Cuddle Up Day. And Tuesday, January 7th, the National Day of Old Rock. So turn on your stereo and crank up some Beatles or Rolling Stones. Turning to weather, let's check the seven-day forecast. Alexa, what is the seven-day forecast for Mansfield, Texas? Next seven days, Tuesday, 57 degrees Fahrenheit and lots of sun. Wednesday, 54 degrees and lots of clouds. Thursday, 67 degrees and cloudy skies. Friday, 58 degrees and partly sunny weather. Saturday, 56 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Sunday, 66 degrees and lots of sun. Monday, 63 degrees and lots of clouds. Let's take a look at local sports, the sports calendar. On Thursday, December 2nd, in men's soccer, Lake Ridge plays in a three-day tournament at Mustang Panther Stadium in Grapevine. Legacy High School will take on uh, their three-day tournament at 
Timberview High School. In women's soccer, both Legacy and Lake Ridge will play the three-day tournament at Highland Park High School. On Friday, December 3rd, in swimming and diving, both Lake Ridge and Mansfield High Schools compete at Pete Ragus Center in Lubbock. Men's basketball, Friday, December 3rd, Lake Ridge plays at home versus South Grand Prairie. Summit plays at Mansfield High School. Legacy takes on Burleson at home. In women's basketball, Legacy also takes on Burleson at home. Lake Ridge plays at home versus South Grand Prairie. Summit takes on Mansfield High School at Mansfield. And both uh, boys and girls district basketball games take place at the Mansfield Gym. On Saturday, December 4th, in swimming and diving, Mansfield again competes in Lubbock. Moving ahead to Tuesday, December 7th, in men's soccer, Legacy plays at Arlington High School. In men's basketball, Lake Ridge plays at DeSoto. Summit is at home versus Grand Prairie. Legacy at Seguin High School. In women's basketball, Mansfield plays at South Grand Prairie High School. Summit is at home versus Grand Prairie. Legacy plays at Seguin High School. Check the Mansfield ISD website for start times. That's a look at news, weather, and sports. I'd like to take a second to thank former newspaper reporter Nicholas Sacalaris for interviewing me back in September regarding my recording studio and this podcast about Mansfield, resulting in an article published in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram and in the Mansfield News Mirror back in December. After he interviewed me for the newspaper, I interviewed him for this podcast. When we return... I will talk one-on-one with Nicholas Sacalaris. We're back in 30 seconds. You're listening to About Mansfield. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section and after Dad's back injury. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Trouble with opioids can start at home with unused medicines, such as pills, patches, and syrups. You can remove the risk and protect your family. Find out how at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the studios of Podcast Mansfield in Mansfield, Texas. And in the studio today, we have a journalist who has worked with the uh, Mansfield News Mirror for many, many years. We're going to talk with him about the journalism industry and and where he's headed because he's going someplace new. So stick around for that. We welcome Nicholas Sakalaris to the studio. Nicholas, thanks for being here today. Uh, thanks for having me. This is re- really great. You've been with the Mansfield News Mirror for a while, and explain what you do for them and how long you've been with them. Well, my first job out of uh, college back in 2004, I uh, worked with uh, Bridget Cummings. Uh, she was the editor. She hired me, and uh, I worked there doing pretty much everything. I wore every hat back then in 2004 to 2007, covering sports, news, city council, school board, all the growth of the district, all the growth in the city, all of the uh, controversy surrounding Big League Dreams back then. I covered all that, and that was my real introduction into 
being a journalist every day, pretty much lived and breathed Mansfield uh, news, sports, and everything back then. So I did that until 2007. And you mentioned you started in 2004. What schooling did you go through to prepare you to be a journalist? I went to the University of Oklahoma. I, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma area. And so I went to the University of Oklahoma and studied journalism there. You're a Sooner. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I studied it there and I worked at the student paper there at the uh, University of Oklahoma. It was an amazing experience just to get to cover the, the news at the university. And it felt like you were really big time when you saw your uh, name uh, name on the front page of the paper there. It was really cool. The byline. Yeah. Yeah. You worked there from 2004 to 2007 at the News Mirror covering all of, uh, and I remember the Big League Dreams was a huge, huge controversy, and, and you covered that. I do recall seeing you many times sitting there in the back desk at the city council meeting meetings and what stands out as over the years that you've been covering Mansfield, the one mind-blowing story that you'll never forget? Well, the thing that sticks in my mind the most from that time period when I was first starting was when they were first identifying the location for Big League Dreams. It was originally planned at 287 and Broad, uh, right there where the field house is now right. and where the shops at Broad is being built. The big controversy at the time was that they were going to use some eminent domain against the resident there because they needed more land to be able to build the uh, facility. I was the one that broke that story way back, I think it was 2004. The lady happened to be a widow that owned that that land. That's right. And That's right. that was a huge deal. I mean, it, you know, the story was was really, really, really took off after that. And, you know, the city faced a lot of criticism for, for that decision, and it was a huge controversy at the time. And it wasn't too long after that that they identified the new location at 316 Heritage down the southeast part of the city. So the year after that, uh, we entered that story in a contest for uh, community journalism, and I won Journalist of the Year for that story. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. So that was a huge boost early in my career. And then wasn't there at one point at that same location there at, at the Shops Abroad or prior to the Shops Abroad that the Center for the Performing Arts was also looking that, at that spot, weren't they? Yeah, I believe so. Projects like that really need a, uh, a public component. Um, if you look at the success that Southlake has had, because sure. I've covered Southlake as well, they have their city hall there. And that's been a big success, a big part of that. And I think they wanted to mimic that success by having a public facility, whether it's the ISD or the city, there was a possibility of that happening. And the, the problem with that was that the shops at Broad or whatever iteration that was didn't happen because of the recession at the time. In 2007, then, when you left the news mirror, you became a freelancer. What, where'd you go from after that? Uh, after that, I actually started working, doing, still working for the Star-Telegram, but I got a raise and I was able to go work uh, doing the same type of work in South Lake Colleyville Grapevine. So I started uh, reporting in South Lake Colleyville Grapevine on the success that they're having up there, just pretty much doing the same type of news I did here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was responsible for, I was usually running around uh between the three, I mean, if I covered South Lake, I was more doing South Lake. But if you're doing Grapevine, you're kind of also doing Colleyville because they share a school district. So right. that's a 
you know, so I was covering those communities and, and I did that until 2013. And then I started working at the Dallas Business Journal covering oil and gas and aviation and stuff like that. It was a big thrill to get to do that. So as a journalist of now 15 years, what advice do you have to give to future journalists uh, or journal, journalist students? The, the industry is, is very difficult right now. Uh, you know, you just you just look at the newspaper and in, in industry in general, look at newspapers, look at, um, you know, it's, it's a very tough industry right now for kids or young people to get into. But if, if you, it is very rewarding, I think you look at the way teachers describe the, the uh, satisfaction they get from being a teacher. It's not from not from their paychecks. Right. So. The feeling I got when I when people would talk to me about how I wow I didn't know about this or you really your story just boosted our business and we're doing awesome and you know you really helped get the word out about this controversy you gave me a voice things like that you have to live for that you're not going to make chances are you're not going to make a lot of money but if you can get people to open up and you like telling stories it's an awesome it can be an awesome career sure. if you can get in it there are, it's no secret that that newspapers are getting smaller and so what is the future of journalism I, my hope is that community journalism can can continue but it doesn't appear like that's going to be the case it, it appears to me the way things have gone, it, things have become democratized, I think, to the point where everybody carries around a cell phone with a camera and can record anything, can go live on their Facebook or Twitter at any time and and be a, quote, journalist. But that, that doesn't mean that they're, they're going to tell both sides. And so I think it's still important. I don't know what the future holds. It could be... You know, just like uh, with with the About Mansfield podcast uh, taking the place of newspaper, it could be that 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 is the future um, if you can find a way to monetize it. Because newspapers, it's, it's a real struggle now to monet to make money off of uh, ads on the internet right. and on in print, actually in print on the in the paper. And uh, classifieds are gone with Craigslist, and so I think. If you can find a way to monetize podcasts and give people something that they can listen to on the go, which is what this is, uh, I think that's a good opportunity. Now, this podcast episode is, has been recorded back in November of 2019, and you are, you're starting a new journey career-wise. I'm going to be the communication specialist at CoServe, which is a, an electric co-op that covers, it's um, based up there in Corinth. Which is south of Denton, right? And I will be the communication specialist there, writing about the electric industry internally, and then writing about the, all the good things that CoServe does in the community, also externally. So, kind of doing a mixture of, of external and internal communications as it relates to the electric industry, which I've covered extensively when I was an energy reporter, and I think that. You know, this is a great opportunity for me to have a job with benefits and being part of a team instead of working at home like I do now. And still be able to use utilize your journal, journalism background. Yes, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, when I read the job description for the job, I, I realized just how similar it is to what I'm doing now. It's not really that different. And, you know, I've, I've wanted to stay in journalism because of, like I said, the, the idealistic uh, 
aspects of telling people's stories and getting satisfaction out of that. But I think this is a good opportunity for me to continue doing that, but more benefits and stuff. Nicholas Sacalaris is our guest on About Mansfield, starting a new job. Keep fighting the good fight. Appreciate you being on the show today. Well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. We'll be right back. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Welcome back to About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, and it is time for the Mansfield events calendar. On Thursday, January 2nd, all dolled up camp for four to nine year olds will take place at Kids Create Studio. The Miranda Lambert tribute band Gunpowder and Lead perform at Fat Daddy's. Rodney Moore performs at Dirty Job Brewing. On Friday, January 3rd, the Winners Networking Circle meets at Market Street Grocery Store. Metal Shop performs at Fat Daddy's. Friday Night Magic takes place at Oblivion Games. Saturday, January 4th, the Resolution Restart 5K and Fun Run is hosted by Run United. Double Vision with the Blackbird Mafia perform at Fat Daddy's. Saturday, Pokemon at Oblivion Games. And it's Shred Only Day at the Environmental Collection Center in Mansfield. Sunday, January 5th, the Free Roll Monthly World Poker Tournament at Fat Daddy's, and the Standard Showdown at Oblivion Games. Monday, January 6th, the Artastic Camp for 5 to 12-year-olds will take place at the Kid Create Studio. Monday, Commander Pods at Oblivion Games. A basic computer class will be taught at the Library Community Room. The Planning and Zoning Commission meeting takes place at the City Hall Council Chambers. Support Now Network meeting takes place at the Mansfield Activity Center. And on Tuesday, January 7th, open studio time for eight-month-olds to nine-year-olds take place at Kid Create Studio. After-school Pokemon at Oblivion Games. Spanish for Beginners for Adults at the Library Community Room. English Conversation Circle at the Library Meeting Room, and Storytime for Tots for 18 months up to three-year-olds also at the Library Community Room. If you have an event coming up that you would like us to include on our calendar, please submit it by email at events at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is events at aboutmansfield.com. We appreciate and welcome all feedback about this program, whether it's a specific news story or feature that you heard or the show in itself. Feel free to chime in by email at comments at aboutmansfield.com or by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, by email, comments at aboutmansfield.com or by voicemail 817-435-2938. 9238, we will read or play back some of the comments in the weeks ahead. Coming up next, the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Stevens Garden and Grill. We're back in 30 seconds. You're listening to About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo. 
Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Welcome back to About Mansfield. It is time for the trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Stevens Garden and Grill located at 223 Depot Street in historic downtown Mansfield. You can find them on the internet at stevensgardenandgrill.com. The trivia question is, what year was David Cook elected as the mayor of Mansfield? Again, what year was David Cook elected as the mayor of Mansfield? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. And again, the first person to correctly answer the trivia question receives a $25 gift card to Stevens Garden and Grill. And thanks for the folks at Stevens for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk with a local rock star. The show will be released on Wednesday, January 8th. Until then, Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Mansfield.